1: Well, butter my butt
2: and call me a biscuit. Have you been dying to see us live? Then get psyched about the last podcast network country jamboree at the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee on June 18th. Jackie, we're not at the Country Bear Jamboree, but I am grinning like a possum eating a sweet tater because we'll have all your favorite LPN family out and performing live, including Last podcasts on the Left, Page 7, Wizard and the Bruiser, No Dogs in Space, Brighter side, fraudsters. Someplace underneath, the story must be told, and more. Tickets available now. Again, that's the Ryman Auditorium on June 18th in Nashville, Tennessee. The last Podcast Network Country Jamboree. Get down Oh my god, did I fall asleep during this episode of Riverdale? Welcome to Riverdale Roundup. There wasn't one kiss. There was no violence in it. And you know what? Again, I'm glad that they're talking about union rights, but I don't
3: give a shit. (laughs) The literally most exciting thing about this episode was how Marxist Jughead's narration of the union battle led by Archie is, and it was the first line of the episode, which is, there was a war between the workers and those who exploit the labor of the workers, and I was very excited, and then it was a steady downhill from there. There was nothing good that happened in this episode except for exceptionally great labor politics. That aside, (laughs) nothing. Absolutely Which is nothing. obviously
2: what we go to Riverdale to see. <laughs> and I want—I will, will say one other thing for this episode is that they are pulling in people, characters that don't usually work together. Now we've got the Veronica and the Jughead. And then also in this episode, we had Archie and Tabitha and Cheryl working together. So that was quite a threesome working together against the union, yeah, uh, for the union,
3: yeah, that was fun. They had a little scene at the diner where they're like, "How do we stop Percival and his union busting?" And they're like, "We make them, even though they're ununionized, we make them make a union." And they go on straight. It was like they had a quota for how many times they needed to use the word union in this episode, which again, I have no problem with. But there was, you're you're right that there was nothing. There was even the the witches aren't sexy like no there was there was witchery which we like there was almost a fight which we you know we love a fight there was zero sex and zero kissing and like it it was just like a procedural episode it was like they needed to get a lot of
2: information out or something yes well and i feel like now i think there are five episodes left. Yes, Jackie's like doing just... some
3: math. Jackie's like, if there's twenty four <laughs> episodes, <laughs> then that means we have five episodes. And they said that we go to mid July. That means we can estimate I that there are guess five episodes, five or six more episodes. Can you imagine five more episodes of material left in this no. season? No,
2: no. I no. just keep expecting them to get into the war. I'm like, okay, jump in it. Do okay, it. Okay, he's making a ghost train. Jump in
3: it. Do that's either do the war or let the season die early. Like. It is 24 episodes. It was always too many episodes for a a network series. But we know now with streaming that you don't need 24. You need probably 10. And certainly with Riverdale, you certainly with Riverdale now, you don't need 24. I think, you know, with a fresh show season one, give me 24 episodes. 24 episodes at this point is just fucking trying to, you know, resuscitate a dead body on the table. It is just
2: rough. Yes. And especially if you're going to be doing this, let's get more into the ghost train. I want to hear more about his his idea of what the ghost train is going to bring. There was zero ghost train. Yeah. Zero. It's like they
3: have one writer's team that's like, let's do witches and ghosts. And then they have another writer's team that's just like, let's do good union politics and like extremely expositional storylines and with no stakes. And they have they take turns. And then you have one episode that's really ghosty and sexy and and witchy. And then you have one episode where dog shit happens like What happened in this episode? Okay, there was the custody battle continues, okay?
2: Uh, And we're gonna have to talk about that because, like, it's the B plotline. For some reason, it's still the B plotline.
3: It's still the B plotline. Like, they're still doing Kevin dirty. Kevin is now, like, my least favorite character on the show, which I don't appreciate. And, like, literally what else happened in this episode? Jughead, Percival got into Jughead's mind and and Betty's serial killer
2: brother came back, like, Ugh. but not even to be a serial killer, just to lie in bed. Like, come on. Unfortunate. So here's the thing, guys. I am. You're going to hear a bunch of stuff in the background. I am at home, had a bit of a family emergency. So you're going to hear some drilling and stuff going on in the background. But part of the reason why I'm explaining this is that I watched this episode with my mother, who has just had a really extensive surgery, and (laughs) I (laughs) made her watch Riverdale with me. She's never seen an episode. She has listened to a couple of episodes of Riverdale Roundup before. Oh, yeah? But that is the extent of what she knows about Riverdale, and me trying to explain this to a woman that is under twilight of pain medication. <laughs> and she even had questions about what was going on in this episode. Although I will say, I said this to MJ via text last night, that my me trying to explain to my mom, she's like, you had me at jingle jangle, <laughs> which I really appreciated. that love the love just even the she because they name drop jingle jangle in this episode. Yeah, I was going to say they jingle brought back jingle
3: jangle jingle, just just to mention in this episode that it was part of Hiram
2: Lodge's uh tequila, no, rum, ring. Yes, because now Veronica's going to get into the absinthe making business. that might have been the stupidest <laughs> plot line of this whole episode, honestly. The most
3: forgettable and the stupidest. <laughs> Aren't we in the middle of your I'm poison plotline, Veronica? Now you need another plotline about how you're going to do absinthe. Yes. Hiram's not even around to make it interesting. Like, oh, you're going to collaborate with Drake, Betty's sexy assistant slash the, the the Mulder to her Mulder. I don't trust her. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, let's do. I used to be on the I used to do the FBI investigations into illegal absinthe. And I'd love to team up with you to make an illegal absinthe ring. Riverdale, we've already done, like, literally four alcohol production plot lines. Yes. In this series. Let it die. And Veronica
2: is in the middle of, like, running the casino, being a girl Friday, being poisonous, and now she's going to start making absinthe?
3: They are just throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. Like, they're just like, what if it's absinthe production? You know, what we're, we're about five, sixth through the way of the season, but let's introduce a new plot line that has nothing to do with anything that has happened in this season. Okay, sure. Yeah, because you got two to three episodes out of Veronica being poisoned and now you are done with it now that she's used her blood to clean Charles's sepsis out of him. Oh, oh, I'm God, angry at I this episode. This I am episode very sucks. angry at
2: this episode. This uh, And it's just the same thing. And it's like, Percival, you're being bad. And then I would like, say, I'm going it. This time, guys, we're going to stop it. And they never do. <laughs> they I'm never like, do. And what per- is it,
3: Scooby-Doo? Percival is not getting sexier. He's getting less sexy. I've, we've both established that there was approximately one moment in this entire season. A moment. Where we each felt like, is he hot? And the answer turns out to be no, and it's still no. And this fucking guy that we have devoted this entire season to this actor... Whole season. Sorry, actor, but I don't care about you or your character. Maybe you're we won't fine. won't even look
2: up your name. I don't want to
3: know. <laughs> I don't want to know if you're sexy and charismatic in another show and if it just has to do with what they're giving you here or if it's you. I don't care. I don't want to know. Get out of my sight.
2: <laughs> Get out of my <laughs> sight. So angry about it. I just... It really is, you're right, it's become, uh, this episode was a garbage pail episode where I feel like they're just trying to slap a bunch of shit in there. And you know what, I'm slipping all over the banana peels because they didn't make it into the garbage pail. And I feel like the banana peels on the floor are really what this episode was. I got so mad and my mom's like, you gotta calm down. I was like, I'm mad! (laughs) about
3: how boring it is what did your mom think was your mom like obviously anytime somebody has to jump into Riverdale you know you have to first book the two hours it takes to explain everything before they can start watching the episode and then if they have survived that two hours then they can watch the episode and so it's always going to be hard for somebody but it's this is a rough first episode of Riverdale because it's 10,000 detailed plots but no sex and no ghosts and nothing supernatural and just boring. So I'm wondering what your mom's take was.
2: Well, I sold it to her pretty good. Yeah. So I think that she's going to now start Riverdale from the beginning. Good. So I got another one on the hook, guys. <laughs> I got another one on the hook. She's got to recover. She's got time to watch things. So, it, and I will say it was for the best that there it wasn't a sexy episode because yeah, you I'm at that. home dealing yeah. with things. Like, I don't want to deal with it. So I was okay with that yeah, side of it. That's fair. I was more sad because my mom is very into witchy things. Mm. So I was hoping that it was going to be more of a witchy episode Mm -hmm. but it was in a way and I guess we'll get to that. First we need to talk about these unions. So (laughs) I tried to explain I was like mom half the time Riverdale's like trying to be woke but like they are doing a good job with this union stuff but like this is episode like four or five that they're still talking about the unions and I just can't care. It's, it's
3: also just a weird way to be woke because there's not like I feel like you earlier their wokeness was like ooh we're like a little bit queer like woke in ways that like I feel like are more common amongst like TV representation and like unions are awesome but it's just unions aren't even a particularly like woke thing right now. It's just a weird it's just a strange thing to devote this many episodes to. Again I think it's Fun. Like I, you know, the Amazon labor union is very exciting. Following labor politics is incredibly important from a political, but like, like, it's just not that interesting. Like, it's just the
2: lines are fun if you care about unions, but it's not an interesting plot line. It was nice to hear from an outsider's perspective where mom's like. It's kinda nice that they're teaching young people about the union. For though. sure. It was like, you're right. And I was like, but mom, young people don't watch this show. <laughs> it was like this show is made. It was like MJ and I are like the youngest people that like Riverdale. Yeah. So it's like I think it's more of our maybe not youngest, but like in the scope of the people that watch Riverdale. It's like it's not for young people, really.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I you're she's right. Like it is nice to have a positive representation. Of unions in a mainstream show, it's just a strange choice for a show that's about witches and ghosts and devils and angels to also be like our a plot is about trying to organize a strike
2: against a railroad. Especially when the last episode was it the last episode or the episode before was the same same plot. thing about like oh Percival is taking our workers, but now it's like but now I'm gonna take yeah the same exact back. plot and so it's the same thing. So then. Archie just then finds the the holes in Percival's union, non-union plan because then Percival immediately comes in and starts treating them like shit and using them in ways that the workers should not be used, which is exactly why unions were put in in the first right. place. So what does Archie do is try to get them agitated it's a good old-fashioned agitation of the workers to get them to strike I couldn't care less
3: he's like it. what if we agitate <laughs> and then Tabitha was said like, agitate yeah so many they times. said agitate <laughs> so many times and then uh, Tabitha was like yeah we'll agitate by bringing free coffee. And it's just like, oh my God, how are you making something that's like interesting and important somehow also boring? And also, can we just say, I don't think I like Fangs
2: anymore. I don't like Fangs at all. No, he's dead to me. Fangs is, yeah. You know what? Thank you. Fangs is also dead to me. Fangs, you're dead to us. Because Fangs is one of the, you know, Fangs of course is the character representation of the workers so that no one else can get paid to have a line in the episode. So (laughs) Fangs is explaining... How all of the workers feel. Don't worry. Um, all of those um out, what is it outside? Background workers don't get um any more money on these episodes. So <laughs> That's such a good they voice. agitate, they agitate, <laughs> right? <laughs> They're agitate, they agitate, they agitate. And how are they agitating? So, Tabitha decides to give out free coffee and offering 25 cent burgers at Pops because Pops is the Local center of the resistance. Yeah, they I also call it the headquarters of the, the resistance. resistance,
3: which is like, right? It's like, okay, is that like a like a World War Two reference? Yes. <laughs> like, because now we're like mixing different political, like, what, what are you doing riverdale why are you using these buzz it's like some writer is on twitter and it's just like i know a word
2: resistance resistance. i know a word agitate also i always i watch everything with closed caption on it and they capitalize resistance which they did means yes they capitalize resistance oh lord yeah oh the resistance resistance. okay (laughs) so this is it's the center of the resistance Pops, which is now inside of the orphanage slash fire department slash boxing ring that Archie owns, and then they also talk to Cheryl because Cheryl and the blo- like the Blossoms and the and Percival Pickens family has a long history together. So this is uh, where they lost me. To get to agitate the workers, KJ Appa, yes, I said his real name, asks Cheryl to go back through the history of her family to find some damning evidence on Percival Pickens' historical line. Even though, remember three episodes ago when like, it's so easy to find that like, Percival Pickens in the past, like, or his family members, like, they were like Nazis and they were for sundown laws. And they were so like, we know that he's evil. And I think that the people in Riverdale know that he's evil. But then they need essentially his like grandfather or great grandfather had a quote that was like, we use the workers like slaves. And that's what she read to the workers to agitate them. Yeah. And then all the
3: workers (laughs) were like, oh, his grandfather said that. Then we strike. And it's like all right, I'm glad that worked for your agitation, but also it is kind of bizarre to just be like, well, my organizing just relies on finding a quote that somebody else said, but- He
2: didn't say
3: it. He didn't say it. And also, isn't, but I guess, maybe this is proving the opposite point that I was trying to make, but like, is- Percival Pickens? Are we even talking about his ancestors, or has it been him the whole time? Is he some sort of undead ghost that won't? I think he's
2: time travel. Yeah, I think that he ha- must have a tether. Yeah, tether. That's another <laughs> hot button word of Riverdale. Talisman. I think that he must. <laughs> he is talisman. There's a tether. I think that he is using something. I don't think that it is his-, his relations. I think that it is him. Yeah. But again, we don't know if that's true or not. But don't worry. There's six more hours <laughs> of the season that may. Maybe we'll get there at some point. I'm I think that I'm bringing my anger about my life situation currently into my anger about Riverdale. Bring it in, but I just want everyone to know I'm aware of it.
3: Yeah, no, that's fine. I also last week I channeled my, uh, you know, specific political grief about everything that happened last week into like a very specific like lo- logistical problem involving <laughs> something I have to do this summer. And I was like, Ooh, I'm channeling, I'm channeling all my feelings. So That's channel them to, r- to Riverdale, you know, like fuck this episode.
2: Fuck this Honestly, season. I highly recommend it as well. It is a really great little bank of anger if you ever just slap on an episode and be like, what are you talking about, Riverdale? And then just get mad at the Riverdale. And it soaks up your anger like a sponge. And then I say, thank you, Riverdale, as I wring it out into the trash.
3: And it's particularly a good site to put your anger because there's nothing more angering than like, the disappointment of unmet expectations. And it's like, when Riverdale has a good episode, which, to be fair, it has had several of in this season. Definitely. It's really great. And then when it has a shitty episode, boy, do you fall far, you know? And, like, that's where we are with today. We have the... So they're like, oh, we'll, we'll go on strike because Percival's grandpa said this.
2: But also I forgot because a worker loses his leg. Yeah. Remember that?
3: Right. Percival's trying to punish Archie for organizing. So he just starts torturing uh, the workers. The workers? By taking one of their feet off in an accident. Um, But then also, I don't know how he's supervising this fucking worksite while also running his curiosity shop into which Cheryl and Heather, who I'm sorry, Heather, I want to care about you, but I don't yet. Um, they, she sneaks don't care about Cheryl. It. She's like, so boring. How would you make a tall librarian witch who's sexy this boring? I don't know. Like, I don't know. How? how are you trying to make it boring? You cast this tall, sexy librarian witch. And every time they're like on camera together, it's
2: like a total snooze fest. I could sleep. I could sleep every time they are. And there's no fire between no them. like every share, like every scene with Cheryl and Titi always just like oh yeah oh mm, yeah. mama mia yeah I just I think it's because they haven't been given a lot I don't even think it's the actresses fault
3: we know it's not the actresses in this case at least we know it's not Cheryl because Cheryl no, could sure. read the phone book and turn us on but like mama me and I think Heather's probably fine But again, they're just like, oh, okay, I'm a witch. I'm gonna teach you how to be invisible. Go into Percival's Curiosity Shop and take this book so that you can like help
2: Archie agitate. He's like, okay. What? So that's our I'm just reading this into this because this is also where I got lost. Because one thing I did like about this episode was that Heather, sexy librarian witch, possible future girlfriend of Cheryl, is teaching. Cheryl how to be a witch at this point. Now, Heather apparently, because she's a librarian, found a letter referencing the Malleus Maleficarum, which is a powerful arcane text, and that a feud between the Blossoms and the Pickens broke out because a Pickens ancestor stole the text from a Blossom ancestor. So Percival Pickens has said Maleficarum. This is also where I'm glad that this is explained in the article that I'm reading right now because it was like, what the fuck is the Maleficarum? Why do we have to have it? What is happening here? There's also a puppet in this episode. There's a lot. <laughs> and yet nothing happened. Yes, in this episode. a lot and nothing all at once. So they think that it's in Percival's uh Curiosity shop, which I think is very funny because my mom in her days was just like, Oh my god, it's like my mom loves Stephen King. She's like, It's like Stephen King. What is it? I gotta have things. That's what that was a quote from my mother i was like you mean needful things (laughs) yes but i gotta have things is very very close (laughs) and i was like it is like needful things except it's not it's called cure it's called curious items i think really is the name of his (laughs) it's the name of his curio shop so it's in so this text is in there so heather's like i mean you know how to like get invisible right and cheryl's like Um, no, I mean, I have seen Harry Potter and the Wizards of Waverly Place, so do I need like a cloak or something? But essentially, what Heather teaches Cheryl is how to become invisible so she can get inside of the shop to steal the Maleficarum back. But all you have to do to be invisible is hold your breath?
3: Yeah, hold your breath and, like, keep a steady mind or something. That was so, I was like, make
2: it more witchy than that. Because then it was just Cheryl straight up, like, (gasps) (laughs) 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 just sitting there in the shop, trying to get the book, holding her breath. I was like, this isn't, this isn't, like, tense at all. This is dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Channeling my energy. Channeling my energy into into Riverdale. Right. And so that and that was just like,
3: what did they do with that thing that they even snuck in with? That was just to help Archie. Right. It was just to be like, oh, yeah. Or was that different? Like, because they also have a different project where they're archiving the Blossom (laughs) history. It's tough. It's like, I'm so excited they have a librarian character and they're making these little references like, oh, we're doing the archives. Okay, fine. But like, what are you doing Like, I was also confused as to what they got in the Curiosity Shop versus what they're doing with the archives.
2: I don't know. I don't know.
3: (laughs) No. No way of knowing, to be honest. I literally just watched this episode. Like right, It's like cramming for a test. I watched it right before we started recording. And I rewound that scene several times and I was like, I don't understand this. I don't
2: understand it. She held her breath, though.
3: She held her breath. And they have the book. Now. They got the, that book, they used it to be like, they did, somewhere along the line, they found this information about Percival's ancestor. Um, right, and there's like, we know that there's like centuries of beef between the Blossoms and the um, the Pickenses. But, but, okay, if there is anything redeeming about this episode, maybe, maybe it's the return of Charles, but is it?
4: Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25. Is it?
2: Is it? Okay. Charles. So then this is where my brain got murky trying to explain who Charles is to my mom. I, was I know. Like, okay. I realized I don't remember it's not- anything about what happened to Charles. <laughs> Nothing. I was like, it's not brother, not brother. No, this is brother. Brother. But brother, not brother in-, in so much as he pretended not to be her brother, but then ended up being her brother while he was stooping her actual brother, not brother. Well, he was stupid brother,
3: not brother. He at first was not brother. But then for a while he was like, no, I am. brother." brother.
2: <laughs> and yeah, then he
3: was brother like, <laughs> for a whole season. He was brother. And then he was brother, serial killer,
2: brother, brother, serial killer. And then brother went to prison. But then remember, there was that big like they, he was supposed to marry Chick. But then Chick, I thought they both escaped from prison. They did. But I guess they didn't. No, they did. They both showed up at the door. But Charles was in prison and was sent home because the prison hospital was full. Yes. And he has... Sepsis? He has sepsis. Well, he has either sepsis or leukemia. Yes. Is what Alice no, says. But but also this is
3: this is great. He has sepsis <laughs> or leukemia. It's something about what's inside him. So it's something like about what's inside. I him. love the <laughs> the implication that like people with sepsis or leukemia, it's like because they have an evil inside them. They're
2: dirty on the inside. They got dirty people. love. <laughs> it was weirdly shameful for no reason. I felt like I was watching Angels in America. Totally. Totally. It was like, oh, you deserve
3: to be in your deathbed. Yeah. Because you're...
2: and
3: and, But but they did both escape from prison. But then they both... I think they both got sent back. He was like, when we both got sent back to Shankshaw, they separated us.
2: Oh, because they got out and then they got back in. We never... I don't think Riverdale ever
3: showed us the mass rounding up of the prisoners who all escaped. I think we saw them all escape and then somewhere along the line... Riverdale was no longer a town overrun with prisoners. I don't think we saw them be returned, but maybe they, maybe, who knows? May- that must have happened. In my brain, they just like got rid of the prison and were like, let's just let them be free. Yeah, abolish the prison, let them be out, let them go do their thing. And, you know, let's be real letting somebody out of prison on a compassionate release because they're dying and there's no room in the infirmary is, again, the morally correct choice. <laughs> However, strange of Riverdale to just be like oh uh, yeah the inf- I mean it's the morally correct phrase, it doesn't mean that it makes any sense <laughs> like that's not what the prison would do it'd be like oh yeah
2: the infirmary's full go home you can just go home then you get so he's got blood sickness and he thinks that it is payback for being a serial his killer. serial killer yes and it is very fine. shameful can- of people
3: with different illnesses to be like it's it's very definitely weird.
2: a payback of some kind yes and then he opens up to betty because man they really I, when we when we saw the carmel scene <laughs> from seasons ago did we know that in the future we were going to be talking about carmel the dead cat this much i don't even think
3: they knew the writers knew because no. that
2: was used as a tool
3: Years ago, now to be like, oh look, your dad was a serial killer. You had a little bit of a serial killer behavior and killing an animal. You're
2: kind of fucked up. Yeah,
3: but then now they're just like, well, I feel like they're sitting down. They're like, what do we do with Betty? 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 Mm. 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 Serial killer Gene? Carmel? (laughs) Kill cat? And you know what? Let's bring back Charles. Charles had the serial killer Gene.
2: Bring back that guy. He's
3: probably not doing anything. And
2: No, and he's sitting there confessing because she did what she did to Carmel, (laughs) but she sees it as a mercy kill. But Charles needed to confess that he killed a possum in a trap at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. And he's like, but mine wasn't a mercy kill. I just killed that possum. I was like, what is going on here? Yeah. What is happening right now?
3: It uh, Weirdly enough, that also seemed like Riverdale trying to be woke because like it is like there's like a lot of evidence showing that like people who, you know, children who torture animals, like yes. there's like a link between that and going on to like kill humans. And it yes. just seemed like a weird, didn't that seem just like a... Self-aware or self-conscious Riverdale of being like, we are saying something like he is a serial killer and he tortured an animal it just seemed like, again, it's, sometimes Riverdale feels like Twitter,
2: like they're trying to make a point. Like, I don't need you to make a point, Riverdale. No. Just give me more Kissing and witches. <laughs> yeah. I want more supernatural shit. I want more kissing. Yeah. And that's, that's how you keep us happy over here at the Riverdale Roundup. And technically, we are who you are playing. We are like, we've got to be the only people who've seen all these
3: episodes. I do not think that anyone else <laughs> is as on earth, is as devoted to Riverdale as we are and the listeners. No.
2: And even as I was trying to explain Charles to my mom, and I was like, and that's coming from me that I can't remember exactly what happens with Charles. And I talk about this show for a living. I know. And I don't care about Charles anymore. So... He kills the possum and now he's being, MJ, he's being killed from the inside out from his evil. It's not his blood sickness, it's his evil. It's his
3: evil and, it—and of course, this is really resonating with Betty because Betty's doing a lot of soul searching about her own evil. And that's really, he's just a vehicle for Betty's exploration, self-exploration about her serial killer gene, which, again, is a plot line we've already done. Don't know why we're doing it again. But, like, I literally don't even remember who Charles was serial killing, if anyone out there remembers can you tell well, us he was a what he game? did? Remember
2: when we played the pincushion man? Yes. Right? The
3: pincushion man was charged. I remember pincushion man. I remember that he was using his position in the FBI to be, was he like that season's killer? Whatever the guy, oh, he was, was he making the videotapes? Of people's doors. Yes, he
2: was making the videotapes. That's what he was doing. He was making the creepy videotapes. That's
3: what he was doing, yes. And then, he I guess he killed some people. I remember the pincushion man. I remember that he and Chick were like an evil partnership. But I don't remember anything else about why he was evil. But I remember that he was. And so now, he's in Betty's bed. And Alice tries to smother him. And Betty is like, hasn't there been enough murder in this house? Which, great point. And... She's like, okay, I need to save my mom from wanting to, and Alice only tried to smother him because she feels sad because he's her. She
2: only tried to smother him because she feels sad. <laughs> he's her son and she doesn't want him suffering with his He's got sepsis. evil blood sickness and we gotta be scared for Charles all of a sudden even though nobody cares about him. So, what ends up happening is that Agent Drake, all of a sudden, who is like the The one everybody turns to for information. (laughs) Since last week
3: when we met her.
2: Now she knows everything. Part of me was like in my brain. I was like, what if... I didn't say any of these hypotheses out loud because I didn't want to confuse my mom even further. But I was like, what if she's not real? I feel like no one's seeing her, but then Veronica saw her and I was like, okay, maybe she is real. Fine, she's real.
3: Oh, that would have been cool if nobody could see her. That'd be far more interesting than she actually
2: is. I think that sometimes, man, if I could just get in that fucking writer's room get me in that writer's room yeah. i will come up with some dumb shit yes make her be not real <laughs> yeah like you've already established her for several episodes and then you're like
3: i have an idea what if she's not real and they're when like she's not real totally that's fine <laughs> no need to like go back and check and see if there would be any continuity not even remotely no, she's not real. doesn't matter that makes she's sense not real no one can see her
2: <laughs> starting now <laughs> I do kind of feel like that is how it's that is written, how it's written. Uh, Rebecca Carmel, it's yeah, like, yeah, hey no, she's in Carmel, a brand,
3: brand dumb, new right? team every week, like a brand new team who's never seen an episode of Riverdale
2: every week. <laughs> so what does Agent Drake says? They encourage Veronica. This again, where I got lost. So Veronica, if you guys remember, can now how quickly their their. Um, Powers morph. She right. went from kissing via the mouth or killing via the mouth, excuse me, because right. she's poison. And I'm also very sad that she hasn't sang That girl is poison. Yeah. And I'm waiting for that. I opportunity. Hope that it happens because she's poison. <laughs> but she can also synthesize or break down. <laughs> poison mm, in her body? She's like a
3: self-contained di- biodialysis. I yes. think they call her a biodialysis
2: dialysis machine. Dialysis machine, yes.
3: I that might be a thing. A biodial. I know, obviously a dialysis machine is a thing. They like added some other scientific prefixes to it that may or may not be real. And so she's like a one-woman dialysis machine. And they're like, I know. Charles's blood is poison. Your blood cures poison. Let's connect your blood to his
2: blood somehow in a way that is not explained. Especially when, like, okay, we've been talking about union rights for three episodes, but then this detoxification of all of Chick's evil blood, they're just like, yeah, so we're just gonna, like, detoxify it with Veronica. Cut to the next scene, they're like, well done. We got him clean and they did the blood and now the blood has gone through. Yeah, there wasn't even like a dramatic like will
3: it work scene. They were just like, oh, we're gonna, which again, that's not even how blood transfusions work. You take blood out of someone into like a bag and then you put it in someone. You don't just like connect two people via a tube and be like circulate your bloods together, but I'm pretty sure that that's what they did here. Right? I don't know. I'm not a medical professional nor do I know anything about how blood transfusions work, except that I was a lifelong blood donator and I've never been hooked up to someone, which is what they say about that they're gonna do with Veronica to Charles. They're like, what if we Look hook her up. her up to you? And he's like, "He's like, yeah, sure, whatever. I'm afraid of dying. I don't wanna go to hell for all of my killings. And then you're right, in the next scene, they're just like, glad that one And it's just done, what do you mean? Like, what? <laughs> what do you possibly done. mean? And also that happened like 50 minutes into the episode. So like there didn't, there wasn't even time to build stakes if they had cared to put them in. And they didn't No, They were just like, Oh yeah. What's going to happen right about before the episode ends. Oh, uh, uh, a evil blood transfusion. And now he's good again. I guess. And uh, 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 in terms of the redemption politics, like there, again, we should have compassionate release for prisoners. People should not be seen as incurably evil. If we're going to redeem Charles, I think that's fine.
2: But put some effort into it, people. And they did not. But in the very end of this part of the plot lines, she like Betty brings up, like, well, now, uh, Charles, you're here. We have to catch TBK. Really so just nailing it, just bring trying to bring it back home. Yeah. And Charles is like, oh, I know how to trap him. Cut to, this is also another thing that really lost me and I'm trying to figure out how they jumped to this but I think that they don't show what Charles's advice was because then Betty meets with Veronica and asks Veronica if she can use the casino to set up a serial killer fan convention to catch Thank you
3: for that reminder, because I somewhere missed the line where Charles was like, oh, I know how to catch him. So I was just like, wait, why are they having a serial killer convention? But it's to catch. But also,
2: MJ, why are they having a serial (laughs) killer convention? You could just stop at that question. Yeah.
3: But, you know, we all know that Betty is a fucking idiot who thinks that she can stop the whole world's serial killing problem and you can't betty first of all there's not that many serial killers as you as riverdale would lead you to believe i don't think i don't think there's like thousands of them active in small in any given small town at any point no you know i think that the reason we know about serial killers by name often is because there's in the scheme of things not it's not we're not talking about like an everyday nationwide uh, you know social moral decay that we cannot escape but in Betty's world you throw a con and you'll get just hundreds of them
2: but does that mean that TBK is gonna go to try and like sell some autographs like how is like, do, like what is why would TBK go to the serial killer convention there's many horror cons all over the world. Does that mean if you want to catch a criminal, you just go to a horror con?
3: Yeah, that is kind of a fucked up impl- uh, suggestion also, isn't it? To be like people who are... Because, of course, there's lots of people who are cons. interested in serial killers, right? Sure. Sure. All but of like their, that our whole network is based killers. on yeah, a lot so of people literally. that are interested
2: <laughs> in listening to information about serial killers. Maybe that's yeah. what they should have said. Why don't you go why don't you mine the the fan base of last podcast on the left? Yeah. I actually would have made more sense. That yeah, go to a Last Podcast on the left live show and see if you can find <laughs> TDK, the audience. That would be great. Not actually. that I'm saying that our fan base is criminals, they're they're just not. that's what Riverdale is saying. That's what Riverdale is saying. Because
3: they're like, oh, yeah, a con for serial killers. Surely the serial killer will be
2: there. I just, I I am, I will say, kind of excited to see what kind of serial killer convention they put on yeah. at. The Babylonian. If though. that's
3: not a good episode, I will be very upset because that is a great idea. Even though we're shitting on it right now for Riverdale, in terms of being a good episode, it should be a good episode. That should be fun. Yes, I think so too. But but I guess understand they have to throw it at the Babylonian. But they could have just been like, right? I feel like the imp- the, the, the they're just really hammering home the serial killer gene thing for Betty, and I just think it's not. It's just not we've already done this plotline. It's just not it's just not taken. It doesn't have any any teeth. It's just not catching on,
2: you know? No, it's certainly not catching on, but I mean, I am very curious for more TBK plotline, however. Definitely.
3: Like I like the serial killer stuff. The things that Riverdale does well, even if they do them over and over and over. Cults,
2: serial killers, and now the supernatural. Like just do and that. Sometimes puppets, but not in this episode. This whole other plotline wasn't doing it for me, dog. Except, so remember that, like, now Jughead can go into people's minds like they are a series of comic books. And remember last episode when. Jughead went into Reggie's series of comic books and ripped out his memory right. of him knowing that Veronica killed her father. Right. So, that happened in the last episode. In this episode, now, Percival's like, oh, I want to do that too. <laughs> Which, now he can also just... They always played it. He went from being able to control your mind to now being able to also be inside of your mind and also see your memories. Like, they are also comic books. So... He went, so Percival went into Reggie's comic book memories, saw the page was ripped out, and he went, oh, this got Jughead written all of that. So he wants to get inside of Jughead's brain now. Percival is doing all this while breaking legs and building a ghost train, while being a shop owner of a curio, curio store, being a the mayor, <laughs> being a cop, He's an everyman, you see. But now what he did is that he was trying to, with Reggie's help, get into Jughead's mind when he was focused, when he was being Forsythe the Fantastic, his mentalist act over at the casino while Veronica is his girl Friday, and so he wouldn't be paying attention and so his walls would be down. So another thing that lost me in this episode Percival gives Reggie a puppet that looks just like him as a totem to throw his voice and he said it was the oldest art of deception with his totem so that Reggie will distract Jughead So that he can get into his mind? Why did he need to throw his voice? Why was there a puppet? I don't, why couldn't he just go into his brain? Yeah, there was
3: like, right, just some like using ventriloquism for the dark arts thrown in. How did you feel about that, MJ? I honestly, it didn't. It, I, it, the, the puppet stuff was such an afterthought. It didn't even such an afterthought. It was just like, oh yeah, there's also a puppet and Reggie's throwing his voice. Like it was. They spent approximately ten seconds on it, so I didn't even have time to develop any feelings on it.
2: Yes, and so that happens, and it doesn't work because Percival goes inside a drughead's brain, and it's all locked up. And it says, keep out. That means you, Percival. And I was like, what is he, 13 and trying to learn how to play the drums? That means you, mom. So strange. so he's got that on his closet door to his comic book memories.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, the door to his brain is locked to Percival. But then Percival figures out how to do it and then Jughead, instead of being able to... Remember how we've never understood how Jughead's mind reading works? We find out in this episode that, oh, somehow he can focus and only hear one voice at a time. But now, since Percival fucked up his brain hole, he hears all the voices at a time. I will also say...
2: Percival did dress up with Jughead's old bean. Yes, he needed a he talisman. Put on, <laughs> yeah, he put on his talisman, and he also dressed in this outside serpent's jacket. And for that one other moment. Did you like it? I felt a pang of sexuality. That was what a confirmed. Pang. That was what confirmed for me that
3: I will never feel a pang. I was like, if I can't wow. even feel it for you in this, then it's it's like never happening.
2: Yeah. I think it's just really making me realize I got. I think I gotta get the outfit for Jeff. And that's (laughs) sad to say. But I did feel a pang
3: when Titi put out her serpent (laughs) jacket, to go yeah. fuck up Kevin, which we don't even have time to talk about this stupid fucking plot line, but basically- It doesn't even
2: fucking matter. TT
3: and Fangs and the, spend the whole episode being like, oh, we baby. need to stop being a gang. We need to start being a political organization like the Black Panthers um, And so that we can get custody of baby Anthony. And, and Kevin's like, oh, he's mine, he's mine, he's mine. And they're like, the whole th- they don't know who's- father is baby Anthony and they wanted it that way, but they don't explain, they should have, there's a missed opportunity to be like, so we both jerked off into one cup and then we did an IUI. Like they should have explained it. And instead they're just like, we don't know. And Moose is just there being like, Moose is just there being like, Kevin, you're acting like a fucking dick, but I'll still have dinner with you. And then Kevin, at Percival's urging, steals baby Anthony's pacifier to try to do some Percival yeah, well, shit with it. Have a paternity
2: test. Yeah. Have
3: a paternity test, but then also probably use Percival's magic to like get him back or whatever. And then TT finds, this was the only satisfying scene. TT finds out, Britta was watching The baby, she finds out and that Kevin came over, stole the pacifier and she goes and she's like, if you ever come within 10 feet of my baby again, I'll throw you off of this building. And that was fun. And she was wearing her, and then she comes back and she's like, you know what, Fangs? Fuck it. Let's not become not a gang. Let's be even more of a gang.
2: And Fangs is like, yeah, let's get married. But the whole thing is that Tony was like, Bang, stop being so bad and attacking Kevin because we're never going to get custody over baby Anthony. And then she goes and she punches the shit out of Kevin. With brass knuckles. Which I also don't think is going to get you. I don't think that I'm like, yay, you will get married. Does that then mean you'll have custody of the child? You just beat the shit out of this dude. You're both gang leaders and they both have insane rap sheets.
3: At least TT's doing it for baby Anthony. Fangs is honestly only thinking about himself. TT is yeah. like, you came close to my baby. I will put on brass knuckles and punch you in the face. And I and think that that's I fun. You know, I, I like that. I love that.
2: <laughs> and I love, ooh, ooh, Tony. Oh, when she gets all mm-hmm. serpents. Oh. oh, but then. So what ends up happening? Something's going on with this baby, right? And essentially, they find out Percival already knows that Kevin is not baby Anthony's biological father, Fang says. So Percival knows a lot more about the situation than anybody else does. But I did write down this line. Percival says... Baby Anthony is the future, Kevin. Yeah, Which is a problem because I doom the future and there can only be one. So this, he says this line, which means I'm assuming he's going to sacrifice baby Anthony at some point. Definitely. Which is why he wants Kevin to get custody of baby Anthony. Yeah. So I'm assuming he wants to sacrifice him. Uh. But also... That's what's Because Kevin. there can be only one. It's like a Highlander situation. But then that happens and it cuts right to the very end with Jughead with all of the voices. Now that his mind is open and he can hear all of the voices of, like, ghosts, of, like, memories, but... What I finally put two and two together is that he goes down to the bunker, he leaves Tabitha a note, and he's like, Tabitha, hey, I'm hearing all these voices, and I gotta like go away for a while. <laughs> but he goes down to the sex bunker in the days of, from the days of yore, and he starts hearing things that aren't there. And then the Riverdale title pops up, but it glitches and it goes from Riverdale to Rivervale to Riverdale to Rivervale. It did? Yes. So oh, so you didn't see that no. like it was like right at the like the little like thing at the you know like the dun dun at the end of Law and Order. Uh-huh. But so I think they are going to start bringing uh-huh. in the hybrid of like that that now Jughead uh-huh. is able to Why bring didn't you do in this? What sooner? happened? Riverdale. Riverdale. Yes. What that's a good idea. Why didn't you do that? a good that idea.
3: Su- wow, something good did happen in this episode. Unbelievable.
2: Wow. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So it is it's you know we've talked about this wow. with Riverdale a lot. They do these talky episodes in between big action things yep, yep. to set you up. So I think that the next episode which I do now see Riverdale is off next week oh. and we'll be back on June 12th with the musical episode. So is the musical episode going to be the hybrid of Riverdale and Riverdale? I don't know. Wow. And will it be Jesus
3: Christ Superstar, which is what we were hoping for, but I'll bet it won't be because they haven't even I brought really... in the Jesus stu- or the angel stuff lately. But, well, uh, wow. Wow. Okay. Well, that is, well, it took 49 minutes of this episode, but we found something we liked about it.
2: That's cool. I like it. Wait a second. Is that. Oh, American Psycho is a musical? <laughs> That's the musical episode that they're doing, by the way. Really? It's American Psycho. Yes, I did not know that American Psycho had a, and it, oh, it includes the score from the movie American Psycho. Huh. So then I guess it's going to be a TBK episode? I don't know. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, yeah, okay. I don't know. All
3: right. They better bring know. back fucking Rivervale because Rivervale was good. And Riverdale so is not good right now. So not good. And I want it to be good again. So yes, we'll be there. We're going to figure out, will it get good? Will it not get good? What will they sing?
2: Will Kevin be and the director? And we just talked for the same amount of time that Riverdale <laughs> So, well, even episodes we don't like, we can talk about for a 100,000 years. Wow. Well, Isn't that good to know? I
3: guess we won't see you next week. Everyone enjoy no. your brain opening yeah. up or closing off. Whatever, Probably closing However off you picture people. it. And we will be back two weeks from now with American Psycho, the oh. musical.
2: Let's see. Are they gonna screw it up? I am excited. Thank you guys so much for joining us for Riverdale Roundup. We will be back in two weeks. We love you so much. And hey.